this episode might be specifically catered to anyone who listens to Taylor Swift and her most recent. Okay, if nothing else, okay, hear me out. If nothing else, you don't listen to Taylor Swift, you don't like Taylor Swift, that is totally fine with me. Listen to this one song, and then it will make more sense my incessant rambling for the next, like, 20 minutes of this episode. But basically, I'm getting at is the song by Taylor Swift that's on the Midnight's 3AM deluxe version of the album, The Great War. Now, when I initially listened to it, and a lot of us initially listened to it, we were like, oh, it's just about, like, the war, you know, the World War One, World War Two. it's about, you know, your husband leaving you, and, like, you know, whatever. But as you, I mean, you know, that's like a rough orbit. But as you listen to it more, and you understand the lyrics more, it's more, it, and you understand Taylor's history, and you understand the other albums, such as Lover, where in several songs, like, um, Afterglow, sorry, I had to swallow, like, after, sorry, I just dropped my mic, like, Afterglow, where she's admitting, you know, I started this fight, you know, you know, don't leave me, so, and I'm in the wrong, so, in The Great War, she's talking about how she started to feel, because Joe, her partner was being so loving towards her and being such a good person to her that she started to suspect something else was going on. Like the lyrics, somewhere in the haze, I got a sense that I was being betrayed. Even though she wasn't, and the amount and the amount of chaos that caused her is she started causing trouble in the relationship herself because she was creating it out of nothing because she was so afraid of something happening. And I know you're like, Autumn, you, she didn't tell anyone that that's what the song was about. And I could be completely exaggerating making shit up I'll put on my clown makeup. That is totally fine with me. Swifties do it all the time. We make clowns of ourselves. But the point is, is she had someone in her life that loves, and still has someone in her life, that loves her dearly, and she didn't trust that because of past relationships, past experiences, past whatever, to a point where she started to create distrust out of nothing because of her own anxiety and self-doubt. And how does that relate back to me? Well... Due to my, I full circle here, baby. We're coming all the way around. Um, I have had a lot of experiences of people not trusting me, not trusting how I feel, not trusting me and my body, not trusting me at all, or telling me that I'm crazy or I don't know what I'm talking about. To a point now where my mom, who has been a very stable person in my life since I've gotten sick, who has always believed me, fought for me. If you've read the blog, almost killed a doctor for me, has almost, you know, done a lot of crazy shit for me because doctors have hurt me so bad. And yet, you know, I still will create distrust with our relationship. I will still get intensely afraid. She does not trust my decisions. And even if a doctor does the slightest thing to me that's a little bit gaslighty, I won't take it on the doctor because it's a Zoom call, you know, the hang up, bye-bye, they go away. But I will take it out on her in the sense of a spiral and spiral and spiral into creating a conflict between us that is not even real. I will start being like, you don't believe me here, you don't hear me here, you don't do all these things here. And, you know, she's like, I didn't say anything. Like my most recent thing is, I was really scared that whatever happens with the surgery is she wouldn't agree on my decision in the end of whatever happens with that, okay? And she was like, no. 
but once again, it was, I had, I actually had a conversation with her, but in the past, I've worked really hard to get to this point where I can have a conversation, but in the past, I would have created a great war out of it, and we would have fought, we would have gotten really angry at each other, and it would have created, it actually would have ended with me not trusting her because I made her mad, and so she did something so to make me not trust her because I did something to her. If that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making sense. In the end, I'm, I'm delusional. That's basically what I'm saying. I'm delusional. I create delusions out of my past experiences of people not trusting me, and therefore I reflect it onto other people where the trust... I reflect the distrust onto other people where there is no distrust. I hope that made sense. I don't think it did. Okay. So am I delusional? And this is my mother here because I made her listen to that. About oh, your face. About this particular Wow. Yes. Situation. This particular situation. I I I don't like the term delusional. Okay. Because it sounds like you have absolutely no basis okay, for the way true. you're feeling. That's true. And while you may not have basis for the way you're feeling with me in particular, <laughs> you also have basis for feeling that way. I mean, everybody... I mean, in... Like how I mentioned, like, Taylor's been burned by other people. Right. So she... you, you've spent... We're getting close to a decade here. Woo! Of people telling you you don't know what is happening in your own body. And... That all those people have had power over you or authority over you. And so it's pretty psychologically normal (laughs) for you then to come back to the one person. My safe person. Your safe person. But I am also the ultimate power authority over you, so to speak. She's doing quote unquote. Because, you know, I know your your dad is in the picture. I, but in, in terms of. Just yeah, everything in terms of like getting stuff. Yeah, and if asking... aliens if aliens kidnap me tomorrow, what the hell are you gonna do? Well, I've made a dollar off the podcast, so I've got you that. are slaying. Um, you are slaying, girl. Am I? Yes. Um, to be fair, Liam might be able to communicate with the aliens to get you back because they could speak the other language. Okay, I'm talking about emotionally. Um. I've been on this journey with you for, like I said, we're getting close to a decade. Well, you've been on my journey. This kind of popped me out of you. Yes, this particular journey. I've been, we've we've gone through a lot together. We lived together in California together when we knew nobody else. We've traveled together. Through sketchy Portland. Through sketchy. Oregon. And have strange men be like, hey, baby. I make friends wherever I go because I am... You have to, you you know, you just give off that. Yes. Come talk to me energy. Yes. So she rolls her eyes. <laughs> um. So we've been through a lot together. We've had a lot of fun, but and you I will, say you say. Well, I will no, but here's the thing: is I will also say that because of when this all started, which was right after my marriage had ended. I was coming out of this. I still wasn't healing from. I hadn't healed from that when all this started. So, was I not in the best place to start dealing with a an ill teenager who was already a little emotionally unstable herself? 
you were a teenager. Yeah. So we were moving into some emotions. Um, pretty in, normal. Instead of having those sex in the woods, I ended up my body instead of, like I said the other day, my body fucked me royally. Yes, and you had feelings about that, which is understandable, okay? Well, I just, I just stab boxes now when we get Amazon okay. boxes. Y- you and I have, you are, a, you are a very vibrant, a- amazing, alive, beautiful soul. Because of that, that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But I'm your hummingbird on crack. You can be my hummingbird on crack. But I used to be a hummingbird on crack once, and it was shoved so far down in me. She had an amazing childhood, you guys. It was 10 out of 10. No trauma was occurred. No no age regression. No nothing. No, 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 no. She had the best childhood. It was the best. In the middle of nowhere of Illinois. It was the best. With the two. Nah. We're just going to stop that. <laughs> it was it was fine. Everything was fine. Had, had fun. Day. Had fun. Had fun. My point is, is that it from the start, I recognized myself in you and I wanted to allow you to express all of the things that I wasn't able to express, which can be a double-edged sword when you are not fully healed yourself from not being able to express those things. To be fair now, I would say the way if I take, if I do take out my feelings of distrust on you, we both handle it way better than we used to. (laughs) You'll leave, you'll go to Costco. I go to Costco and I have pizza or or, or she'll go downstairs because she knows i can't go up and down the stairs that easily yeah and it takes her a bit to get down the stairs so i can you have time to like leave or lock the door and to be perfectly honest by the time she gets down the stairs i can be coming back the other way and go up the stairs because she can't move that fast but it's honestly better just more fun i found out that costco is way more fun than doing that i just leave i go to costco i have a pizza which you're like all frowny frown when i eat my big massive chunky I, carbs I pizza wow um, you make me sound like a bitch no no, no, no. You, you're it's because out for she me. has thyroid problems and i look out for her she look out for me i just said that so stay on topic my point is is that we've been through a lot of shit okay we've been through hell and we as people you have been growing up and i have been having to grow up myself because of my issues and my triggers during all of this. So while I, it has not been enjoyable being the target of your emotions, but I've always known why. Yeah, and it's not, it's not just because I hate you and I'm not taking it out because I thoroughly dislike you. Most of the time, it's honestly just like this haze comes over and I just spiral into this anxiety attack of, Oh my God, what if this is, this is, she doesn't understand, she doesn't believe me, and then I'm alone. And it's, well, that's what I'm saying, is it's a valid, valid fear, okay? Because you may have other adults in the world who would pick up where I left off, but it's not gonna be like what you and I have been through. We, like, I could always have, like, like if something did happen to you, right, and I did still want someone to come with me to the doctor, they wouldn't understand the same way. They wouldn't understand the trauma that I've been dealt. They wouldn't understand anything really the same way. You and I have a trauma bond to the situation, but we also have a trauma bond together. And that happens when you go through things with a chronic illness. And on top of it, 
we went through chronic illness with you, but we also went through not being able to get diagnosed for so long. You think you you feel delusional? <laughs> I mean, I was starting to feel, and you know I mean, this. The, there were especially in your workplace, people were starting to say things. Th- there were lots of things going on, and I was really starting to doubt my own instincts, and it was very difficult for me to focus on that, and the, and it and it caused repercussions in my job because I was trying so hard to. I believed that you knew what was going on, but when everyone around you starts questioning you, you start wondering, you, is am I am I the problem? Well, and then then we get into psychological childhood I- issues because that's what was told to me when I was growing up was that I am the problem, that yeah. things were my fault. So I started kind of reverting, and in many ways I reverted when I was working full time. Yeah. So but we got ourselves into, you know, I got myself into help, and I'm seeing a therapist. Very I'm seeing slay. a therapist. I'm in family therapy. Therapy is amazing. Whether we we recommend therapy, especially it's no shame with therapy. Yeah, no matter what your background is, no matter what you There's grew up or didn't grow up with, to go see a therapist. If you are going through becoming the caretaker as a single parent, as a married parent, it doesn't really matter. As a, as someone with a partner, it doesn't really matter. Or if you're chronically ill and you're well, going through dealing with that. Yes. You need someone to talk to and I think that it's even, you know, you can you can do all the reading and you can be self-reflective. I was. I was very self-reflective. I was aware of some of many of the issues that I had myself and I would reflect on them. But what's interesting to me is when you have you know, I started out in group therapy, and the and other people were bringing things up that I never would have considered, like I told you the other day, because I was in it. Well, yeah. So you don't even think, you know, it's like someone suddenly telling you, oh, you, you know, you have a, you have a third arm, and you never thought about it because you've had a third arm your whole life, and you never really thought about it. Well, I mean, my last episode where I talked about being scared of the unknown, scared of the change, of what if I do actually start feeling better... I've only been able to make that full revelation because of going to therapy Mm -hmm. and talking to my therapist and realizing, like, I mean, we talked about it last week, she was very much like, no, you're stuck in the way of, you're stuck in this way. Your entire life revolves around being chronically ill. And so does our family unit. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not saying, like, you know, we're not expecting you to be 100%, but but it would be, but but if I could, I was just talking with her, if I even had some pain relief i mean i could start doing more things outside in the outside mm-hmm. world i could start taking tucker to the town center or mm-hmm. walking well, and you have plans to get your gd you have plans to get a certification so you can you can do at home I mean, work yeah i mean i'm looking at actual full-time jobs outside of the house like we're looking at we're looking at a future at a future but it's also very scary yeah because we've looked at the future before and that's also i think that can also add back to the delusion though because we kind of had believe, thought of a future for the longest time. And yes. then every time, you know, then I was diagnosed, like, like two years, a year and a half ago, to almost two years, I was diagnosed with SMATS. And we thought, okay, this is it. This is it. This is it. We're done. We're going to do the I things. mean, that's what we thought with Lyme disease. Well, we're like, we okay, Lyme, we're done. Well, we thought that with... We'll do antibiotics. We thought that with uh, thyroid. We thought that with Lyme. We thought that with... And then when um, we finally got to Mel's, we were just like, yeah, what's like, next? Okay, whatever. What next? Like, yeah, you know, they were kind of like, okay, go home and, you know, do these things. And we were like, yeah, okay. When yeah. can she come back? And they were like, oh. They're like, I don't know. And we're whatever. like, cool. Okay, cool. Like, we were so just like, whatever. We were just like, can we just go home? We were yeah. done. But I think, but that's part of it. And that's part of what many people go. I was talking to a lady on um, 
Facebook tonight who had asked me for your vascular surgeon and your current Lyme doctor because she, um, as she actually got COVID several times. Oh my gosh. And as a result of that, like she's probably had Lyme all this time, but her body could no longer fight. She's got vascular issues again that she kind of always thought, but her body was able to handle it. And now her body is just like, fucked. it's exploding. So she's asking, you know, for where can I go? Who can I talk to? And she's multiple systems failures like you. Yeah. And I think that you get into a mindset of, you know, at least when you start, I just need to get this fixed. Like, you know, she was you saying, want, I just need to get detoxed. You want detox. to. You just want. You want to. You're so tired that you just, you right. want this, you want answers, you want it to be done. You want to just right. be done. And I think by the time I got the mouth diagnosis, we were so. I'd we were already sick. done. I, we were we, done. Yeah, I had been sick for so long, we, we were just like, okay. Well, we had gone through so much, and like you said, every step of the way, we were like, this is it. The NJ tube will be the fix. Right. The antibiotics will be the fix. Right. By the time we got to the mouths, I think, I know I personally was, was for me, it was like, if this isn't the end all be all, I don't know what is going to happen. Because we were at, we were at the last edges of our own sanity um, and our it exhaustion. Turns out, hey, we, I mean, my shoulders always hurt. We figured that out too. I mean, that doesn't really affect that much. It's it's ongoing yeah and, and like I said you've been going through this for 10 years and I was when Liam and I were in our group therapy the other day one thing we realized is your dad and I split that was pretty horrendous it was pretty sudden it was and pretty trauma nosedive okay well we we started coming back up out of it I've actually that's what I brought up with Liam is I've got videos like we were having we were having fun at go figure and you guys were getting relaxed, and we were kind well, of like... we do have fun. We do have fun. But, you know, we were kind of moving into this normal life, and then you started getting sick, and we 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 maintained for a while, and it just kept plummeting. And so we never really finished that healing that you would want after a traumatic and like, divorce. I think another hard part, too, about all of this is, like, you know, now that we're finally somewhat everything is figured out and somewhat everything is being treated and I'm finally stable quote unquote, right now the hard part too is just being like just existing and letting yourself exist existing and like I just letting yes. myself exist and be okay with it I cannot yes. doing everything yes and 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 believing that the things that are going on in your body that are probably normal body things (laughs) that you would have whether or not you were sick or not you know some days I wake up and I feel like a 98 year old lady that is normal for life that is normal for bodies but you don't remember that no not at all and it's very normal for you when you wake up and you know your little your little toe is hurting this morning for you to kind of go into this, oh my God, what else, what is happening? Am I dying again? Yeah, because everything has had such an impact over the last decade. The the things that you've had have been reasons. And I mean, it's then, I mean, if we could circle all the way back, I mean, it kind of makes totally sense that then sometimes you feel delusional because you're like... Yeah. I mean, I know, like, I totally agree with your whole term of delusional, like... Yeah, but it's, it's fine. But it's the best way to describe it that I yeah. could. I mean, I'm not, like... No, because... Is that I, you know, I start... I'll break down even the smallest things. Like, um, 
my colon was inflamed last week and I literally started spiraling into mm -hmm. there's something there's new something else wrong. my there's intestines are gonna there's... explode and right. this week it's totally fine because I you know I f figured it out but well you also have your eyes on the prize so to speak because one of the things that is now added into that mix of oh is there something else wrong is if there's something else wrong you don't get your prize and that's that's a very scary yeah that's like one more thing on you you haven't had the the benefit of going through this and being like okay you know i'm going to get this medicine and the doctor says i'll be all better yay it's just been constant and now we're finally at this point where like you said there is an after yeah it's not gonna i know i know you know we we know it's not gonna be you know but we, there is but there is some isn't, sort of relief there's coming. gonna be relief coming and so, there's an anxiety that now if something goes wrong right then we're back to the where we were oh yay all we need is thyroid medication all we need is this all we need is that all we so and now this is kind of like oh, this <laughs> <laughs> sorry <coughs> sorry bless you um Th this is this is like I said this is the big prize and this is the thing that you've been waiting for and we've been trying to get to for years for years I mean when we first started thinking when Sue first mentioned Mal's at that point you could have had surgery right away yeah so, I was at a healthy enough weight I was in a healthy enough state of my body physically that if they had found it then they easily could have performed yep. surgery on me then yep to be fair the technology like several years ago wasn't it is it ahead of it now so yeah. i might have i would have probably ended up getting surgery around now again you would have had revisions anyway but but, but the point is is yeah. that i wouldn't have had to wait right. for this as long because i wouldn't they and would that, have found and it that, and that does something to you okay people well, who come you out start of war, to second guess you start to be like mm -hmm. could i have done something differently should i have done something nothing differently you know and and there's always that thought of like oh i could I go back in time and like I don't like saying that because I believe in the whole like if you go back in time it will okay. change it's focus I'm just saying <laughs> focus no I could go it, to all in short, time travel I I don't I mean yes if you want to use the word delusional yes you are okay <laughs> but you also have reason to be it's not a delusion that you have created yourself I even I, I actually that just made me remember um, like my therapist was talking about like, oh, you know, it's like, well, sometimes I disassociate and I yeah. was like, that's probably not a good thing. And she was like, no, she's like, you are disassociating because you are in pain. Mm -hmm. You are disassociating because you are not feeling good. You aren't just, you aren't just walking down the street with a friend and then all of a sudden just dissociating. Right. You aren't just like, or you're, she's like, even when you disassociate, when you're talking to the doctor, right. that's a PTSD response. Right. That's, you're not just like, you know, the doctor's not just hanging out and then you're just like, no. oh, bye. And I even told her, um, when we talked to my surgeon, I started to kind of disassociate a little bit, but I was able to pull myself back because yes. I was able to remember, okay, this is a good doctor. Yes. And I was like, also, that's why you're here, because like when we talked to the bad doctor about my shoulder, you were able to be there yes. to kind of back me up because I had left the building at that point. Right, right. And I can tell when you have, and there are times that I will pull you back and there are times I'll just let you have it because- yeah. There's no point. There's no point. When we were talking with that doctor, Versus when we were talking with my surgeon, I mean, we pulled, you, right. you tapped me a little bit and I pulled all the way back right. because it was like, okay, I need to be here. Right. It's okay. And it's okay. What he was saying was okay. You it know, was just, it's, you know, it was it's just scary. That, it was things that doctors have asked me in the past in a critical way. Right. 
It, like, because he was just asking, like, what's your feeds? What's your rate? Because right. it's just he wanted to know. Well, he hadn't talked to us in six months. In a months. year. It had been right. almost a year. Yeah. Ish. Um, but, and I was just telling him, but it made me go away because right. I was like, oh my God, he's going to criticize. Well, he's going to. Again, you've had those questions, like you said, so many times. I mean, you were evaluated by a top psychiatrist be- with those same questions, uh... and she came out of it not necessarily believing <laughs> what the tests later proved <laughs> so um i have like actual like major ptsd from her that i need to one day unpack well she messed me up man. she really wanted you to join her special clinic she wanted me to just like just try to eat 2,000 calories orally through the pain mm-hmm. even though i have mouths and a intestinal blockage mm-hmm. there's no eating through the pain um, but, but, but she, no, I just, she, I just had she to... really had a, she was really going to fix you and she was really eager for you to join her little club. So, and lock me away. Yes. But rest assured, you know, and that's the thing is you had me and your dad was there. We weren't going to let it happen, but it's understandable to still be afraid. And you have also talked to people in this situation whose parents have allowed that to happen and not because they're mean or bad or anything. Because those parents were scared too. They're scared too. They didn't know why and and there's no judgment. You know, everyone's situation is different. I have, you know, I have thought about it because there's a part of me. I mean, we were going to seriously send me to that one. It's just they wouldn't listen to my dietary restrictions. Yeah. But we were seriously considering it that at that point because we were like, we're done. Every know? step of the way for me has been, and maybe it's just because of, of my intuition and my instincts that are very, very strong and that I am connected. And every step of the way for me, there has, when, when it's not supposed to be the right path, there have been very, very clear Signs. Signs. I mean, I mean, we should probably wrap it up because yes, I don't want to go too long. But I want to say this: um, with all of my appointments at John Hopkins so far, like my GJ tube and my upcoming surgery, it's all been around fours. And four, in angel numbers, means that the angels are watching over you, and it means hope and change and stuff. So if you want to believe in angel numbers, there's that. Which we, I mean, at this point, <laughs> we have to find our own in in this own in these beliefs. situations. When you go through war, when you go through prison camp, you are going to find your own way of getting out of it. And this was our way of getting out of it. I am very glad that you are able to better understand your own emotions. But I'm also able to sit down with you and be like, "Hey, yes. mom." Like I did the other day in the car. That's what brought me up with this whole podcast yes. idea for this episode is I sat down with you and I was like, let's have an adult conversation. And that's yes. my way of saying I'm going to try not to cry and scream at you. Well, but you're also able to tell me what you need from me. Yeah. And, and, and like, like you were just able to just be quiet remember, until I'm done. You said, you said, okay, when you're done, say pickles. I mean, pickles. Now but, you just told everybody our code word and now they're going to kidnap you with our family code word. It's not our code word. Okay. It's not our code oh, word. Oh, it's not our code word. Never mind. Anyway, wow, I totally understand your point of view with all of this, but I can promise you that I'm not going anywhere. I can promise you that if someone, if aliens do kidnap me, I'm going to make it very, very painful for them. They're going to kick me back out. They're not going to want me. What if they're hot? What do you think I am? Just like a... I don't know. What What if the alien is Keanu Reeves? Okay, then if it's Keanu Reeves, then 
he can come down with me. Yeah, and... if it was Canada Race, he wouldn't want to take you away. He's a good, like, guy. Right. So. Exactly. So anyone, you know, if... Mm-mm. And if they're <laughs> hot aliens, I don't even know what you think. I, like... <laughs> What does a hot alien look like? I don't know. I, I can't even think of a hot alien. I mean, if those are little gray guys that's freaking out. They want to probe out. you? No. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I'm coming back. Uh, okay? I have a higher purpose, and that is to take care of and you. And not get probed. Yes. No, remember? There was a guy in the episode of Ghost Adventures on Skinwalker Ranch that he said he killed an alien with a sword. Uh, Okay, by the way, we're getting off talk. We're going to end it after this. Yeah. But you have to watch. There's a fake documentary this guy made, but he made it out as it was real. I, th- I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but he totally made it. He had, like, star children. And and he said that the aliens there would kidnap him to have children. And it's just, I want to be, that's delusional, Okay. Yes, exactly. So with that, we should end. And are you delusional? No. Wait, here's Alex. Do you have PTSD? Yes. Yes. Are we glad that you are working towards finding better ways to express yourself when your PTSD is rearing its head? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Is anyone getting kidnapped by aliens or Mm. hot aliens? Or getting probed? Or getting probed? No. No. Good night. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Wait, Alex. Anything to say? Oh my god! Did you? She's <laughs> right in the mic. She's in the right in the mic. Okay. Right in the mic. Good night.